Good morning and welcome to Aaron. Isn't this 180? It is 180. 180 episodes of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. We're coming to li- coming to you live from uh, the East Coast of the United States of America. Actually, we're not even. I'm not even on the East Coast at all. Yeah, you're in Central Time, bro. Um, but Florida is a state that's on the East Coast, so <laughs> that works. People forget. Episode 180. Aaron and I. Presented by Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa, Dickie's Barbecue, and One Stop Convenience. Mm-hmm. Same and we are unofficially not jet lagged anymore, coming off another international week. We've had so many of those on the podcast. That's why I can say that. Like, oh, we're very well. We've been, we've been international again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, besides that, how are you, bro? How was your week? Uh, week was good. Um, we recorded on Monday. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, I took the right, day off Monday, yeah. which was great. Um, and then Tuesday, right back into the swing of things. I mean, we're in the dog days of summer. Work is slow. I bartended last night. We were closed at like eleven fifteen, which was fucking awesome. Um, but uh, overall, you know, good good first week back. Uh, was was pretty productive got kind of everything back on track and no jet lag feel good life goes on everything is uh everything is Aaron close. Aaron if I'm so happy everything's great I just wanted to let you know that if you added up this week's temperatures yep it would have been over it would have been over well let's just say 6 days Mm-hmm. It would have been like, a, like six hundred and fifty degrees this week. So, so it was all right. So all right. So just backstory: when Ben and I were getting on, he was walking down to his car, and he's like, "Oh, it's like the first time this week it hasn't been one hundred and fifty degrees outside. It's like actually a nice morning." So it was it's, really well, the like. The thing is, is the best part about it is, is I'm pretty sure it's like ninety right now. But <laughs> you're like, oh my so god, it's like the, January. The feel feels like. Temperature this week twice was over 110. Jesus Christ. And then over 100 all the other days. So if you go 100 times 6, we're looking at 6 bills. Then you got at least 2 days of 110. So that's 620. And then there was like 2 days of 104. And then there was like a 107 day. So we're looking at like 100 or, or like... Another whatever. So I, I was right. Like just under 650 degrees if you added up the days. So, so I was thinking to myself, no, this is what I wanted to get at. Because what is a what is a sauna set at? Mm, like at the at the gym. 194, I think. Oh shit. Okay. So it's that much. Yeah, yeah very Oh, hot. they're up there. Okay. So like all right. So I was nowhere. I was like, is this a sauna? Like at what point? I mean, but okay, but here's all right, Ben. Here's the difference though. A sauna is like ambient temperature, right? Like it's you know, depending on whether it's infrared or you know, the old school, whatever. Like it's it's you feel it in the air, but there is something about the heat of the sun that is more intense than 
It is only 90 miles from Earth. People forget that. Right, yeah. And, like, well, the intensity of those They wouldn't forget movies. if they just tuned in about 50 episodes ago. I mean, it's right was, there in front I of was, you. not to get off track, but just for one second, I was going to say, we've already done 180 episodes. I'm not even halfway to my fucking Rolex yet. <laughs> Anyways, the, the intensity of the sun, like, adds to the heat, like, the feeling of the heat when you're outside. So I, I get what you're saying. Like, when you get in those 105, 110 degree days, like, it feels hotter than a sauna. Right. 30 and then not to mention, Celsius. not to mention, it's like straight up like over 100% humidity. Well, that's the other part. So it's like, I just can't it in fact feels worse than a sauna. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's Florida. That's what it is. Um, the good thing, though, is like, this is not a good thing at all, I guess, but it's not a bad thing. We've been working on this house and yeah. there's no air conditioning. Oh, dude. so we've been we've been going in this heat and it's what I was getting at is like we are able to do it. Mm. You know, it's not like okay, the day is ruined. We got to sit inside all day. It's like we're to a point where yes, you don't ever stop dripping sweat, but it's not like shutting you, you down. You so I think that's salt? a good that's a no, actually, silly me. I I but on the on the flip side, I've been drinking so much water and I haven't felt like crampy because we haven't been doing That's like right. we haven't been like overexerting, but yeah, it's just like you know, we're doing you know, we built an addition. So ben, it's like you just you gotta listen know. to your body, man. You yeah. trust your body, your body tells yeah. you you can do I it, trust you do it. it. Yep. Just got to listen to your body. But I was, well, I was actually going to ask you if you guys were still working on the house. Cause I mean, that is, I, I, I probably told this story in the podcast before, but I was, when I was driving back from California, Sasha and I stopped in, I think it was out just outside of Glendale, Arizona. And it was 116 degrees on the thermostat, which, okay. I just want to bring this up as a quick tangent. It was 116 degrees when I was driving through Arizona. This was June of 2015. June 2015, 116 degrees in Arizona. Not a peep about it anywhere. Now it's 116 degrees in Arizona, and it's it's world news. Like, right. Nobody said anything about it. Like, it's just a matter of where people focus their attention. Anyways, so we stopped for gas. Well, that's, hey, that's the other thing right now with water temperature down here. That's the big talk about Florida. You know, they're 96 degrees. They hit uh, surface water temperature. That's crazy. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's a crazy stat, but it's like, you know, if you measure the top inch of water after it's baked in the sun all day, you know, it's like, it's going to be hot. I promise you. All right, go ahead. Carry on. So we, so we stopped to get gas We get out. I get out of the car saying we like sasha is like a person like so sasha gets out she goes gets well some snacks you should say it like that you're right so she had her sunglasses her on yeah right. so i can we... picture her wearing like a bandana on her head <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I got it so we we stopped for gas and i get out of the car and i and i remember audibly and like people looked at me because i just you know it's it like one of those moments where th- something just came out of my mouth and i didn't like even intend to say it and i was like oh my fucking god and it was just 
the most like miserable heat I've ever felt in my entire life. So the fact that that that's been your life all week and you've been working on your house during like kudos to you, man. It's it is. Well, it I'm is also going to give different. a shout out to the freaking live oak tree in our backyard. Okay. Dude. Aaron, I'm telling you, this big, old, beautiful tree. That is like. When we first bought the house, it looked like it needed to get cut down. Okay. And we were like, dude, that tree is so, that tree is so cool. Like mm-hmm. no chance we're cutting that tree. Like we can't, it's like, it is the statement of the backyard. It's like yep. probably, you know, if you wrap the tape measure around it, I would say it's like 10 feet in diameter. It's like a monster Big tree, point. like yep. a huge tree. Maybe bigger. I'm about to measure it today when I go over there and I'll check back with you. Um, but so you know, we got the place in February and it kind of looked like a little like you know, janky. Like right. it's got two big, huge rotten limbs, and it had this rotten spot down the side that I like pickaxed out. I like did some research on how to doctor a tree, but like I removed all the rot. So like there's like a you know a gash in the side of the tree or whatever. But all of a sudden the thing started just like doing great and started sprouting all these new branches. And it's like a big ass tree. The way it's like positioned in the backyard, like right around like lunchtime, it starts to shade the house and it pretty much shades it for the whole rest of the day. So it's like the value of just a simple tree like you can sit out on that back porch anytime, any day. Yeah. There'll be a little breeze coming off the water and this this shade of this tree. And it's just like the first thing it makes you think about is like how dumb people are that just like cut every single thing down. Yep. Like, you know, like I can't even begin to describe the amount of, well, like I say this, but like, I hope it's all good and for a long time, but like the amount of energy that this tree is going to save this house for sure. is, is it's going to be insane, like 100%. insane. Like, so shout out trees. That's all I wanted to well, say. So it's interesting. You say that, Ben, I saw something the other day that made me think, and it makes perfect sense. I've done no independent research, but at least on the surface level, it seems to make perfect sense. They were talking about uh, America, you know, pre-industrialization and how America had like the majority of American land was grasslands. And then as we have, you know, populated the country and, and manifested destiny and moved west and all that stuff. And built homesteads. Well, now we don't have grasslands anymore. I mean, we do in, in places, but not nearly to the level we did because, you know, they now have houses on them and people have ripped up native grassland plants and planted, you know, lawn grass or whatever. And uh, so basically this guy was saying is like, you know, it, it's funny that we do things we, we complain about. Uh, our carbon footprint and climate change and all these things that that you know we are being guilted as the public into feeling bad about when the reality is is the, the people who have all the money are the ones that are contributing to it the most um but that if like people stopped having 
you know, say Kentucky bluegrass front yards and just let their yards become like grasslands with like native species that, that cohabitated with each other. You'd have, I think he, I forget the term he used carbon mop maybe, but basically like if carbon is actually a problem for the, for the environment, if people just stop mowing their lawns and let their lawns grow out, you'd be able to smash all that carbon. No problem. But because we're so obsessed with right. image and, and all it, that stuff, exactly. we, we have yeah, yards I mean, and lawns that we chop down. All that's the time. why, I mean, I'm sure you've seen pictures of like, you know, there's the whole movement of like, take, like get rid of the green grass. Like now mm-hmm. just think about every square patch of green grass and every yard that you had. Imagine now if you just pl- had plants, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm like, like, um, food, vegetables, yeah. to you know, all these different, you know, things you could literally farm. Every single person could farm enough food, food out of their yard. Like I'm looking on this street right here. It's like, it's not a very big street at all, but if you added up all of the grass spots, it would be bigger than a half a football field. Sure. Of just useless, it's just grass. Yeah, it looks yep. fine. You know, it looks nice. But yeah, that's like the that's the old west, like you know, no till farming. Just let everything grow. Yep. Um, one thing I've seen a lot lately is like the the Native Americans would would they called it like you know the I don't know if they called it the Holy Three or whatever, but they would plant. They'd plant corn, squash, and beans all together. Yeah. The corn, the corn created um, something for the beans to grow on. So the beans would grow up the corn stalks. And then the squash on the ground, the nitrogen in the squash would prevent the weeds from growing. So it'd be like, you know, all the ground is covered. You got squash all on the ground. You got corn, and then you got beans growing on the corn. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay, there's three things, you know, in in one square foot rather than having, you know, 150 grass petals. They called it the it's three like, sisters, Ben. Three sisters. Okay, that's what it was. Um, I was thinking the Holy Trinity. That's what all the – what is it? Bell pepper, onion, and um, <laughs> celery. Yeah. Father, That's Son, like Holy you... Spirit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah, but, I, just, but that's it's that's a, the truth, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the absolute truth. Um, the bottom line is like it just fits. Grass just fits into the American system. It's just like if every you know everything in this country is about like. You know, one up in your neighbor, bigger right. house, bigger this, nicer grass. You know, it's just all bullshit. Well, that's what I was going to say. I wonder, like, is, is Scotts the company behind like the American lawn and like the the competition of having the nicest lawn? Dude, like, Scotts is Monsanto. Oh, okay, that's right. you know, so definitely. Come on, yeah. That's, what are you is, talking which about? Which is Bayer Pharmaceutical, so right. like, the Germans, of right. course, you know. Right. What did we even fight in World War II for? They're just, you know, making us all do what they want anyways. Uh, but like that's the thing, is it's as a as a species, like we have this like competitive nature about us to the to the point where you're obsessed with having a nicer lawn than your neighbor. 
And like, don't get me wrong. Like I, when I was a kid, we used to play football at, at the house across the street from my house. The, the, the family that owned it was the lions, uh, L Y O N S lovely people. Awesome yard. But like, they had the nicest grass. It was the softest grass. So when we'd play football and tackle each other, like it hurt the least. So that's where we would play. So like I can appreciate a good yard, but like. Right. I mean, and that's the other thing. Here's the difference. Okay. Grass has been around forever. Yeah. I I would imagine Like, like right up there with forever. It's not that. Like grass is grass. You go somewhere that's completely natural, you know. Like I'm just thinking, like Wickham Park. All right, that's a random place. Yep. Grass all over the place, right? Yep. Like that's a vast area that's just grass. Well, the difference I feel like is like that grass. I would imagine they didn't lay sod all over that. You know, like it's a. I'm just thinking like of the expansive area. You know. And there's not much like, like if it just grows, it grows. But you can tell when somebody is like grass is like, like a like a like a woman with like fake boobs and fake lips and fake everything. You can just tell when something's fake. Yeah, sure. You know, it's like well, you can tell when a yard is just like probably got more chemicals in it than it does like just you know it's just like okay that looks like a completely unnatural grass right that's the difference it's like the difference is like if you just you know like my dad's lawn i can assure you he's never fertilized or anything it looks perfectly fine but it's got different different kinds of grasses like this spot may be different than this spot or whatever you know and it's just like you know it is it is what it is like if you don't go messing with it it's just it's gonna be what it is but i think the whole thing with everyone else is like you can't have a single weed in your grass or, you know, you can't, you know, it's like, so that's when it becomes like a bit ridiculous. I feel like, I, I mean, to think about it, right. There's, there's multi-million dollar corporations that are built on just making sure the, the, grass. the, the thing that always trips me up too, is that like, you know, we're so obsessed with our grass looking nice that we, you know, apply pesticide and, you know, you, you see the little yellow signs and shit that they put down and, and it's like, yeah, don't walk on your grass. Cause it's poisonous right now. Right. Yeah, you're literally like, hey, please po- stay off your grass for yeah. four to six hours. Cause yeah. we just poisoned your front <laughs> lawn, but it looks great. You know, like, I, I don't know. There's so many, there's so many misunderstandings when it comes to agriculture and like, you know, the way it works. I mean, we've got a huge problem in this country with, you know, monocrop or uh, agriculture and, you know, being so reliant on corn. And like the reason, the reason through the three sisters system works too, is because like part of taking care of the soil so that you right. get better That's plants the most important. folding plants back under, not planting the same crop over and over again, you know, making sure that your soil has good nutrients in it. Like it's, it's crop rotation. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a whole process. And, you know, I understand with large scale agriculture, it's not as easy to to do that. I, I, I get that. But like, you know, at the same time, everybody's got monocrop agriculture going on in their front yard just because they don't harvest it doesn't mean that they don't have it going on. And it's, it's just the way it is. And yeah, it's very uh, it's very weird. It's very, very strange. Aaron, we got um, we got okra growing. Mm hmm. 
so we started with like uh 15 okra plants okay yep and they were you know started them from seed planted them whatever now they're taller than me so i mean not that's not tall but they're six they're over six feet tall (laughs) but um so our 15 okra plants we have all 15 like the way okra grows i guess it just like grows up one tall stock okay but now it's it's been doing so good that like now like one plant is giving off has multiple stocks of yep. like fruit producing uh, what would you call a fruit producing stock yeah like at one point it was just like like it was only producing off the top of the tr- of the plant or whatever right. but now there's there's branches coming off the bottom of the plant so i mean it's it's not that crazy but like we have a i would say like a eight by eight area with 15 okra like Mm. main stocks and now we probably have about 20 something like producing stocks nice every single day we're getting like a minimum of like 10 okra yeah and it is like showing absolutely no signs we got like pickled okra in the fridge like big mason jars seven of them she makes okra like all different ways like a couple different okra salad like on all i'm getting at is like we have had so much food off of this little tiny little eight by eight square area just obviously it's just okra but it's it's exciting that's all i'm getting it's like that's just you know it's like Right, that exactly. So it's like we got this big ass yard and we have like all these plans for it. So um I guess just to tie it all in, it's like um tomato plants don't really do great down here, but like we found probably like That's eight or ten hot. things that yeah, just the sun, hot, yeah, soil, all of the above, getting like enough water, getting too much water. Yep. It's just difficult, but like Basil, um, jalapenos, rosemary, thyme, um, cilantro. Um, then we got, I guess, you know, the okra. What about citrus? You guys thought about doing any? Well, citrus? yeah, no, we got two planted, but they're they're babies. We got a yeah. we got a um a little. It's called a satsuma orange. Okay. It's like a little like a. Get like a clementine or whatever, yeah, yeah. like a tangerine that size, and then we got a uh, a Meyer lemon. Oh, nice, lemon. good lemon yeah. choice. Meyer lemon, yeah. delicious, nice yeah. choice. So, I mean, it's it's it's. I have basil growing in my apartment right now. When I was up at um, uh, Samantha's uh, baby shower, uh, I had I had asked John early in the season, Farmer John, shout out Farmer John, if he would. Uh, grow me some basil because like I, I I use it you know in sauce recipes and often and uh and also as an aside basil makes great cocktails like like basil smashes are are delicious 
Mint. Um, I forgot about mint. It just grows insane down here, like almost yeah. too too much. I was actually going to ask you about mint. But so I had John grow me some basil, and he literally just brought me, like, just trimmed basil. And I threw it in a quart container with water, you know, for, I don't know, two weeks. And, like, you know, eventually roots started to sprout, and then I moved it to planters and i you know i got rid of the, the i guess the thing about basil is once it flowers it won't. no you just gotta you, no you gotta clip that off bro no right right that's what i mean oh. it's like you have to clip that off um and i you know i weeded I, I no pun intended but i weeded it out i weeded out not all the plants were surviving but i still have probably 70 percent of it now it's all in a in uh in a planter and it's like basil growing in my apartment like it's not you can make do with what you have and and right. grow your own exactly. food and and make it work. But that's awesome, man. I mean, that's uh, that's uh, great that you guys got uh, got your stuff and you're not obviously not even living there yet. I mean, what's the growing season in Florida? Can you you could probably grow stuff all year round, right? Well, that was the thing. Like, did we ever? I don't know if we talked. We had that like bad freeze down here. That's right. I do remember. Remember, that. and it so, killed yeah. everything. Like we yeah. lost everyone around here lost like a lot of uh very like specific like plant like um the sylvester palms died like everyone's um there's another palm tree it's called a um try uh whatever <laughs> like very specific plants died yeah like every everyone that has them like everyone's died so there was a cold snap that really i would say put a hurting on the um the vegetation down here but like you said i would imagine right now, that's what i was like like speaking of the okra like now it's six feet tall it's still 100 degrees out here like i don't see that kind of stopping for the, at least another two months yeah so right. i'm kind of imagining that i'm going to be up on a ladder picking this okra that's what i'm hoping <laughs> no i mean that like, i know it's, i know that's, that's like funny that's, so uh that's um i mean but that's great that's great for you guys though you know because obviously yeah. living up here you you've got to take advantage of the season and then you know it's over but it's interesting too because like all i in this you know who thought that this was going to be a grass and plant podcast, but that's the Sunday conversation difference. I almost everything I know about agriculture is related to wine, right? Like I know now I know more stuff outside of that, but everything I did know about and growing grapes is such is like completely counterintuitive to like, like normal agriculture, like growing plants for your, for yourself and your garden and stuff. Right. Like with, with, uh, wine with venus vinifera the the species of vine that that grows wine grapes you want the vines to struggle like you know i'm sure your okra is like relatively well watered and taken care of and all that stuff like in, with growing grapes you want you you don't you don't have to water it like no, so even better. that's a that's the thing with well so what when you come to our place it's a bummer that when you got here, it was the wedding and everything. We didn't really get to hang out, but yeah, you'll be back. <laughs> um, the, it, there's, it's like our house is like essentially back in like the 60s and 70s. There was like a drainage ditch that ran all behind the houses. 
like behind our house. Well, over time, they eventually made that into a big like pond lake thing. But that the water table is so flipping high, like like crazy. Like you dig down in our backyard like seven inches and you're hitting water. Yeah. So the okra we kind of planted like up the hill a little bit like we brought in a ton of dirt so yep. like it to to help out the backyard but like it's you know it's tapping down into the like the water underneath that's yeah. what so we haven't touched it and it's just thriving so i think that's another thing is like maybe we lucked out with like the area that in terms of um you know, because we don't have irrigation set up right. and we haven't had to water anything, but like right. the water table is extremely high. So I'm hoping that we're at a point where like all of our plants that we eventually plant will just tap down into the water. And then like maybe we won't have to figure out water so that, much. That, that's exactly, you know? I mean, you led me right into what I was going to say. So like with, with vines, what you're trying to do is, you want the vines to struggle. You want them to have to dig their roots deeper to find water and find the minerals and stuff that they need, the nutrients that they need. And the reason being is it produces more intense fruit, right? A happy vine is a lazy vine. A lazy vine doesn't make powerful fruit. And so by making the plant struggle, they have to dig their roots deep and then, you know, they will create in, in turn will create more intense fruit. I was actually watching this document. I've seen it like five or six times, but I was watching this wine documentary the other night, Sour Grapes. It's a great story for anybody. I think I've actually talked about it on this podcast before. It's about this guy who was uh, faking all these ridiculously expensive bottles of wine and selling them at auction, like to the tune of like $35 million in one year. But <clears throat> um, no, that dude, that movie is unreal. Yeah, it's awesome. I've seen it. The uh, but so there's a the winemaker in it who like is part of the the team kind of that caught this guy for selling fake wine, Laurent Ponceau. There's a scene in it where he's taking people on a tour in his <clears throat> excuse me underneath his winery, and he's in Burgundy in the Cote d'Or, and and the Cote d'Or is famous for being limestone. It's all like heavy limestone. Oh, the Ivory Coast. Uh, the no, it's no, actually wait, the no, Hill no, of Cote. Gold is wait. Is Cote. I Cote does mean coast. Like Cote d'Ivoire, but it is also that in Africa or something? Cote d'Ivoire is in Africa, yeah. Uh, but right, the yeah. Cote d'Or in this is is the Hill of Gold. Um, but so he's showing these roots from these vines that are like a hundred. Well, let's see. What phylloxera was in eighteen seventy, so that were like a hundred and forty years old. And these vines, that just their roots are, you know, I think he said thirty. Uh, no. 10 meters underground so 30 feet underground these vines have just driven through the limestone to find yeah they've tapped they've tapped into the good the the good good and all that stuff and they make less fruit but they make more powerful fruit so um it's just interesting the way agriculture works i think your plans if they're tapping into that water table on their own dude you're gonna have a fucking lush backyard you know yeah it already is lush and we got that big tree back there so we got shade I mean, it's exciting. It's so weird how, like, honestly, dude, it's so weird. Like, a couple things, like, you know, like, my wife and I, we like birds. You know, we've, like, really gotten into, like, oh, like, birds and, you know, gardening. And I just, you know, it's crazy how uh, life kind of changes. Yeah, and just, like, 
I was just, you know, thinking about the absolute meathead meat stick that I was in my life. Just like, you know, I don't know, man. I think it's important that, like, you kind of, like, I will say this. This is what I'm going to say. I didn't appreciate farming and agriculture as much as until I married a girl from the South, from Georgia farm country. Yep. Um, Just because, like, I think because growing up in Connecticut, you don't see it on a scale. You don't really, like, think about it like that. You're like, oh, you know, driving through Coventry, you know, looking at the farms. You're not like, oh, this is, this is producing, um, you know, food all the way across the country. Right. You know? So you're like, oh, they're feeding their cows or whatever. Well, when you get to a place, well, it's like, oh, this is where the cotton's grown for the world, you know, or, or something like that. Like, this is where the peanuts are grown for like the world in the world come from. Right. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, you know? And then like, like my mom was awesome with it. Like in terms of God. Oh, she was, we weren't, we, we didn't have like an incredible vegetable garden. Yeah. I mean, can you hear me? Did it just, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. I got you. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, but what I was getting at is like, she had all these perennials. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't have a ton of food in the garden, but they were pretty, you know, it was like, and every year, you know, she had hearty stuff. So like come back and yada yada but like now it's like you know why not focus on the stuff that you know kind of feeds you and then like it's just like being around it's immersed in in this culture or whatever but um yeah just back to well i i had a you know how so i similar i mean i didn't never gave a fuck about gardening or anything like that and then when i moved to san diego and i was living with farmer john and, and the davis brothers and like you know when i got there they had already their whole yeah chicken we, they had like right. chickens they had chicken, the whole they, back they yeah. had chickens already they already had you know a, a two gardens set up and then you know by the time we were done with that place we had three different gardens we had 12 chickens we had a pond that we built ourselves we had a hydroponics we had, uh, we had a hydroponics table we had an aquaponics system that like i was a part of and I went from not caring at all to I was the first one up every morning and I would be I would let the chickens out. I'd water the gardens like I like was invested in it. And but that was also because we were reaping the benefits of it. We were you know, we had fresh vegetables to eat all the time. We had fresh eggs to eat all the time. And like it just totally changes your perspective when you're like, I'm going to say this. I'm so happy that you just said that because that just kind of led me to this other thought. Right. And the other thought is. Nobody, just to put it simply, no one does any of that stuff because everyone, because the American working society, like just imagine if your job every day was that, Yeah. you know, like, Hey, okay, me, I got to get up. I got to check the traps. Okay. We got to, you know, we got to get enough bait in the traps to sell a little bit. And then we, you know, whatever, put some money in the the boat and then you go catch fish for dinner Mm -hmm. or sell or, or just like, like we are stuck in this like nine to five corporate world where like you just said it, you were invested in it. Yeah. You know, that's because you didn't, you weren't worried at that time about like running to running to meet 
somebody to whatever sell alcohol right. on a Wednesday morning because right. they're you know out or something. It's yep. like your only thoughts that morning were waking up, like yep. okay, got to make sure the chickens are out, fed, uh, weed the gardens, weeded, watered, like, and then think about how happy you were in that time. Like, you know, or, and, and here we are as a society, every single fucking person here I am, I'm going to swear. Cause I only <laughs> swear when it's, I only swear when it's important, but like every person is so depressed and like hates their life yeah. straight up. And it's like, what are, you know, why, what are like, what are the things that, you know, make you that way. And it's like, everything comes back. I guarantee to like a shitty job, not getting enough sleep at night. Cause you're, you know, all of the things, like, I don't have to tell you or the people listening. It's like all of those things compound on you to, to a point where it's like, you forget about what it is that life was about in the first place, which is like, Food, shelter, water, you know, it's like as soon as you don't have to go get your um I mean, where do we do should, I think you just keep this in there and say Yeah. That was, I mean I, I I could have ended the rant anyway. For well, for people uh, listening at home, we get we get 40 minutes and now Zoom has added this thing where I can't just start a new one immediately and there's a now a 10 minute cooldown for whatever reason. We might be getting off of Zoom. I might look for other options this or, week, but yeah, whatever. No, but I think I think just to and and we can we'll start to wrap this up. But I, I think you're right, Ben. I think that you know so many people are so consumed with the rat race of life and you know making money to pay bills and you're always your money's always going somewhere other than in your pocket and you know the joy of create growing something or creating something like it it's it's work right it's not necessarily like the hardest work in the world but you do put in the work for it and like that dopamine response system that dopamine reward system that you get from putting in the time and effort into something and then seeing the actual physical benefits of it like it's the same concept as going to the gym or starting any long process that you know takes time but then you see the results down the road and we are such an instant gratification society that people don't have the patience to sit around and wait and reap the benefits of what of the work that they put in. And then, so you're right. People, if they don't get their satisfaction immediately, they don't feel satisfied. They start to, it starts to seep into other parts of their life and they're just not happy. I mean, that's a big problem that we have where I think if people picked up little hobbies, you know, even things like just growing a small garden or whatever, like you would be infinitely more happy. Plus you have the benefit of getting food and, and whatever else from it. Yeah, it tastes better when you grow it yourself. It tastes better when you grow it yourself. All right, let's let's get out of here. Uh, episode 180 in the books, all about grass and plants and planting things and dopamine response system and oak trees. You know, that, that listen, nobody can ever listen to this podcast and say the boys don't have range. We got fucking range. Um, but anyways, Benny, great chat, buddy. Love you. Hey, love you, bro.